This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, November 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Broadband backers seek fix to maps. EU-U.S. trade spat snares wheat. U.S. grain trade buoyed by China and Mexico. Congress returns to Washington with government funding top of mind. The House and Senate are both headed back to Capitol Hill this week as a partial government shutdown looms at the end of next week. A continuing resolution that expires next Friday is currently funding the government, giving lawmakers the next two weeks to either pass another stopgap measure or an omnibus package to last the rest of the fiscal year. One bright spot? AgriPulse is told that House and Senate leaders have agreed on spending caps for the 12 individual appropriation bills that are expected to make up the omnibus. You can read more on the days to come on our Washington Week Ahead on AgriPulse.com. Broadband stakeholders to Biden fix maps. Rural broadband advocates are urging the incoming Biden administration to prioritize improving the maps used to identify gaps in high-speed Internet service around the country. Shirley Bloomfield, CEO of NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, says the country could do a better job of understanding where coverage is rather than just relying on carriers doing self-reporting. We need to know where the broadband is, what speeds are available, and we need to target these resources to those areas where they are unavailable or low speeds, Bloomfield told AgriPulse. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is among the critics of the existing coverage maps, referring to them once as fake news. Can tech fix ag's environmental challenges? Don't miss part four of our series, Agriculture's Sustainable Future, Feeding More While Using Less, which posts at agripulse.com today. This week we can look at the potential for various types of technology, from the new biologicals to feed additives and vertical farming, to help farmers produce the food the world wants and needs while reducing U.S. ag environmental impact. Marty Matlock, a University of Arkansas professor who advises sustainability programs for numerous farm commodities, is excited about the potential of nitrogen-fixing microbial products to slash the carbon footprint of animal feed and the pork and poultry that it's used to produce. U.S. and EU spat snares U.S. wheat. U.S. wheat farmers are some of the latest victims of the back-and-forth subsidy battle between the U.S. and European Union, that according to the U.S. Wheat Associates. The EU began hitting $4 billion worth of U.S. goods with a 25% duty this month to retaliate against illegal subsidies for Boeing, and U.S. exports of hard red spring wheat are expected to be hit hard. The tariffs exclude Durham, the largest category of U.S. wheat sold to Europeans. But the U.S. also exports hundreds of thousands of tons of hard red spring to the EU annually, and that trade will be sharply impacted, says USW. With the tariffs, hard red spring farmers lost competitive access to the EU, a considerable, consistent market, says USW. 
EU customers regularly import about 300,000 metric tons of hard red spring per marketing year, making the block a top 10 export destination for the Northern Plains sweep. The market disruption will also disrupt the routine of EU customers who have come to depend on the unique functionality of high-protein hard red spring unmatched by domestic varieties for valuable products like holiday breads and pizza dough. U.S. grain export sales buoyed by China and Mexico trade. Strong purchases by China and Mexico boosted U.S. grain sales in mid-November. That according to the latest weekly trade data released Friday with the USDA. The week was a 2021 marketing year high for U.S. wheat sales, largely due to big sales to China, while Mexico made large purchases of U.S. corn, pushing sales from November 13 to 19 up more than 50% from the previous seven-day period. Chinese buyers contracted sales of 330,000 metric tons of U.S. wheat, just over 41% of the total of the 795,700 ton total for the week. Meanwhile, Mexican importers purchased 555,000 tons of U.S. corn, nearly a third of all export sales for the same time period. Mexico and China were the two largest destinations for fiscal exports of U.S. wheat and corn from November 13 to 19. As to sorghum, most, if not all, of the U.S. export sales for the week were to Chinese buyers. China purchased 300,800 tons out of the 355,800 ton total for the week. The remaining 55,000 tons were sold to unknown destinations, says USDA. All of the 120,900 tons of sorghum exports for the week were shipped to China. House Republican address climate by unlocking technology. South Dakota GOP Representative Dusty Johnson says the key to addressing climate change in a way that's economical is to promote innovation rather than relying on what he calls the economics of scarcity or requiring Americans to make do with fewer resources. We are going to do a lot more in technology. We're going to do a lot more in entrepreneurship, Johnson says in this week's AgriPulse Open Mic interview. We're going to do a lot more to help people do better practices. That's the way you solve environmental problems. Now, take note, Johnson, who's the ranking Republican on the House Ag Committee Subcommittee on USDA Oversight and Nutrition, appears to have a favorite for the next agriculture secretary, former North Dakota Senator Heidi Heitkamp. Johnson says the Ag Secretary needs to understand the agriculture sector as well as nutrition programs and other responsibilities of USDA. Heitkamp understands all sides of this equation in a way that many other candidates don't. Johnson also says he's going to press the Biden administration to make sure China doesn't backtrack on the changes it made in trade regulations and policy as a part of the Phase 1 agreement. If they try to be kind to China, that kindness is going to be mistaken for weakness and will be taken advantage of. We have to hold a line there, he said. Western growers back aquaponics in defending organic certification. 
aquaponic producers are finding a lawsuit that seeks to revoke organic certification for hydroponic operations because they don't grow food in soil. Aquaponics is a food production method integrating fish and plants in a closed soilless system, the group said in a November 23rd statement signed by dozens of other groups. This symbolic relationship mimics the biological cycles found in nature. The association, along with Coalition for Sustainable Organics, Western Growers Association, and the Scots Company, have asked to participate as a friend of the court in the lawsuit in California, which is led by the Center for Food Safety. Numerous studies demonstrate that organic hydroponic growers are more able to establish the same quantity and diversity of microbiology, a fundamental component of organic agriculture found in soil production methods, their brief says. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, November 30th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.